Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us today. Obviously, I'm still here in Australia, and obviously, I'm still wearing the same shirt. So, But we are recording all on the same day, so uh, please know that I have not changed my hygiene habits. Uh, we are in Revelation chapter 6. Uh, we're talking about these seals. So I want us to keep in mind, if you can picture this, remember the scroll uh, back in chapter 5? Remember how uh, they couldn't find anyone to open that scroll, and John wept about it? Uh, who is the one worthy to open this scroll? And remember, don't cry, don't weep, John. Uh, here is one worthy, and it was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus himself, uh, who was given the right and, and earned the right, really, to open that scroll and to open the, the seals thereof. And what we're finding in Revelation chapter 6, and a good way to remember this is chapter 6, six seals. Now, there are seven seals, we know that. But six of them are opened in Revelation chapter 6, and it's, an, it's a, a progression of judgment upon the earth. Why? Because this is a time when God is again focusing upon his people Israel. Remember we talked about Daniel's 70 weeks and how the 70th week had not yet been fulfilled? Uh, well, this is the fulfillment of that 70th week. And we're talking now about the inaugural days and months of that 70th week. And we, well, what have we seen so far? We've seen that when the Holy Spirit has been removed in and through the lives of believers, when we see that the devil has taken uh, center stage in and through his minions, like this man on the white horse associated by some as the Antichrist, with others as maybe the King of the North. But whoever it is, uh, the devil is seeking to kiss, to steal and to kill and to, and to destroy. It's exactly what Jesus said in John chapter number 10. So uh, we've talked about that white horse in verses one and two. We've talked about the, uh, the red horse in verses three and four. Interestingly, as we talked about the red horse, we talked about uh, the removal of peace. We talked about how peace is a sustaining gift of God, uh, both in the life of the believer uh, as a condition of one's uh, relationship with, with God, uh, but in this particular case, even with the way that men deal with men on planet Earth. And when peace is removed, wow, uh, then fear abounds. So look at verse number five as we introduce the third seal. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, so remember one of the four living creatures that we talked about in chapter four introduces each one of the first four seals, which happen to be four horsemen. Uh, and the third beast says what the other said, come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. So now we've gone from white to red to black. And he that sat on him, very interesting, had a pair of balances in his hand. So a balance, what, what would we say today? We would say a scale, 
balances. And the Bible has a lot to say about measuring and scale. Uh, a just balance is the Lord's delight. A false balance, a just weight, the Bible says, is the Lord's delight, but a false balance is an abomination. Um, and what does that mean? That means, you know, back in Bible days when people would buy things, uh, whether it be wheat or barley or different types of grain, they would be weighed out. And if the scale were accurate, then the payment would be accurate for what was weighed. But if the the, the seller put his thumb on that scale or recalibrated that scale so that it's, it's, it's weightier than what it really is, then a person's gonna pay more than what they deserve. So a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But this is not going to be a false balance in verse number three. This is an accurate balance. What we're gonna find is that the, the scale represents the economy of the world, the world economy. And it's gonna be measured according to food. Why? Because the most important thing about our life, humanly speaking, is the sustenance of that life, the sustaining of that life. So there's coming a day uh, during this horrific time that we call Daniel's 70th week, some call it the tribulation, although I think technically we should refer to the second half of Daniel's 70th week as being the tribulation period. Be that as it may, I think people use the term to talk about the entire seven years, uh, and sometimes I'll do that. But the, the point here is this, that this will be a time of great economic collapse. So not only will there be a time when there will be world leaders that will dominate, like in verses one and two, and not only will this be a time of great fear when peace eludes people and people live in fear for their lives, murder rates will skyrocket, you know, rape and robbery and all of these heinous crimes will just be off the charts. But then the Bible says in verse number three that the, the world economic system will, will collapse. Uh, look at verse uh, number six, where it says, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny. A uh, penny would be a denarius. Uh, and back in Bible days, a penny, you see the, some of the parables of Jesus. Uh, a penny working for a penny, right? Remember the, 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 the laborers, some worked all day, some worked half day. One guy came at the end of the day, and the, the laborer of the, 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 the uh, Lord of the vineyard said, I'll give you a penny to work for one hour. And the other people were upset because he got the same wage. And, but the point here is that a day's wage was a penny. That's the point. A day's wage was a penny. The Bible says that a measure of wheat for a penny. So what's the point? The point is that people, food prices will have skyrocketed so significantly that people will be spending an entire day's wages just to buy enough food to, to eat for that day. So the world population will be suffering from the, the economic collapse. Now, that's true today of many, many people. There are, there are many, many people in the world, even today around the world, that suffer from starvation, uh, that suffer from malnutrition. There are may, many people in the world today that essentially just work to eat. They just work to eat, that's all they do. 
And it's only us that enjoy first world country conditions, like I'm in Australia, first world country, uh, or the United States, or maybe the country from which you're watching right now or listening. Uh, we have the benefit of not worrying about our food. You know, we have a full refrigerator. We have a refrigerator. Uh, we have canned goods in the pantry. We have food. If we want to go down the street and drive through a drive-through and get a meal, we can do that. That's a great benefit. But understand that there's coming a day when the common condition on earth will be that the entire world will suffer this kind of calamity this kind of supply uh, chain problem. We hear, we talk even today about the supply chain. We talk about uh, the food shortages. And, and what we talk about, about food shortages, uh, we, you know, we just didn't get the kind of food we wanted. Or you know, lettuce costs a lot more than it used to cost. Uh, listen, those are just little inconveniences. There will come a day when the world will long to have just the basic necessities, even a measure of wheat, not even, not even food that has already been produced, but just, just, just the, 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 um, the, the grain by which to make food. So this is going to be, these are going to be dark days. Look at verse number six again. So I heard this voice in the midst, in the middle of these four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. Watch this, and this is a little bit nebulous, but I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it at the end of verse six. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So the oil, oil and the wine in the Bible speak to uh, that which would be more of a luxury item, uh, more of, a, um, uh, of not a need, but a want. Right, so I think th what this indicates is that you know there will be luxury foods available. There will be uh, that beyond what just a person needs to survive. So it seems that, and again, this is my guess. It seems that there will be uh, a small class of rich people uh, that will have uh, resources that will have. Uh, luxury items that will have these finer foods, uh, but it will not be the mass of humanity. And what, what do we know about calamity in our past? What do we know about our history? We know that when calamitous times come, that the, the bulk of people suffer. So in a war, who suffers? The common man and the majority of men. But who is pros who's prospered? Well, the rich international bakers or uh, the, uh, the elite. And that's going to happen in tribulation times. You know, those that are being used of the devil, those that are leading the system, uh, the, the rich will get richer, but there'll be fewer of them. The poor will get poorer, but there will be so many of them. And so will some benefit from uh, these times of calamity? Absolutely. But for most, it will be a time of great peril, a time of great confusion, and a time ripe for a world leader to come in and say, I've got the answer. A time ripe for a world leader to come in and say, I will bring peace. Can you see how all of this is precursor to the coming of a world leader that will stand in the place of Christ? 
Can you see how all of this would be a precursor to somebody that would come in and say, I've got the solution to economic problems and I've got the solution to these security problems and I have the solution to these issues among nations and I have, it's what politicians say today. You know, politicians today uh, run on that platform. You know, you vote for me, your life will be better. You vote for me and uh, you'll have the things that you want. You'll have the security you need and you'll have the peace that you don't have. And I'm, they, they kind of foment fear to sell peace. They foment scarcity to sell resources. That's always been the mantra of uh, world politicians and leaders. And it will be on that day as well. So what am I saying? I'm saying that a world without God is a very dark place. A world without God is led by leaders who are self-serving and conquering. A world without God is a place where there is economic collapse, where there's no peace, even though people seek it. And it'll be a, a, a dark day. Now, does that mean that there's not a light in that dark place? Oh, there is a light. And we'll talk about that light in chapter number seven. Does that mean that God is not alive and well? No, God is alive and well. And sometimes God does his best work in times of darkness and in times of judgment. All of it is allowed by, under the scope of, and predicted accurately by the Lord. And you and I will have a front row seat but not here on earth, will already be with the Lord and will ever be with him. I love that verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 in verse, uh, I think, 17. Well, that's it for today, my friends. Thanks for listening. We're going to jump into uh, verse number 7 uh, tomorrow. So I, I hope you'll stay with us. Hope you have a great day today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.